It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. You've got Jill Welke here doing the farm chores for Bob. We've got a lot of stuff to get covered today. First, we're going to start off with the update on the Welke land and cattle calf count. We are up to 55. We had two yesterday. One was a bull calf that I named Kent, and the other one was born just before I went to bed. And that's my daughter's cow, so I don't know what she's naming that one. But we are up to 55. We only have nine left. And that's pretty refreshing, even though it's kind of cool out there. They've been doing pretty well. So we're seeing the end of the rainbow, and I'm liking that a whole lot. We've got a lot of chores to do today. We've got stories about the corn planting progress. I've got a story about packing plants that are increasing the harvesting speeds in an effort to provide more pork products. And I've even went as far as to check out the Climate Prediction Center's seasonal outlook. Boy, they're struggling to tell us much of anything about what's coming up next. But on a brighter note, the soybean exports are still strong. And that's refreshing considering we're not even in the fields yet. I know that has some effect from the Ukraine issues and from the weather down in South America and just a smaller crop coming out of Brazil. So we're just, I'm just glad that we have some of those soybeans that can be exported yet, and I'm glad there is a demand out there. And we're going to be hearing from Pam interviewed Kim Bremer from Polk County on some issues that they're having up there with ordinance being made against agriculture. Um, we'll have to dive more into that interview just to find out more about what's what's been happening up in Polk County. Let's look at the weather today. Today, our high is only supposed to get up to 43. Right now, we're sitting at 30. That's what it said in my pickup on my way up. Tonight down to 24. Tomorrow, high of 49 with a low tomorrow night of 34. But we should have partly sunny both today and tomorrow. Thursday, our high is only 45, but there is a chance of rain. Friday, high of 57 when we're going to get some sun. Saturday, 55, but another chance of rain. And temperatures around the area. Eau Claire sitting at 30. Medford, 27. Rice Lake and Wausau at 31. Green Bay's at 36 and cloudy. Marshfield's 28 and cloudy. La Crosse and Madison are 34. And Milwaukee is 40 and cloudy. It's not a lot of warmth out there this morning. Probably had to put on those hats and put on those gloves. I actually went back to the house and found my gloves again because I just didn't really feel like having cold hands this morning. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Marquardt Motors would like to thank their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community for making Marquardt Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. So that's a little bit of the overview of some of the chores that we have to get through today. And we'll be talking to Mike Dandria. We'll be talking to Morgan McCarthy. 
And this is Wax 104.5. We're just a little before 5. We're going to hear what happens in a small town from Brantley Gilbert. We're here at Wax 104.5. It's 5 o'clock and time for some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Dozens of military leaders from around the world are meeting today about the war in Ukraine. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin will lead the group at an airbase in Germany. He wants to expand support for Ukraine, making it harder for Russia to rebound after losing up to 30% of their troops and equipment. This comes as the U.N. Secretary General meets with Russia's president today. He'll do the same in Ukraine on Thursday. The White House claims no one is safe from sanctions in the ongoing Russian war on Ukraine. We've already, of course, sanctioned President Putin, but also his daughter, his closest cronies, uh, and we'll continue to uh, review more. That's how Press Secretary Jen Psaki answered a question about Russian President Vladimir Putin's girlfriend. Putin's girlfriend is a retired gymnast and a former member of the Russian parliament. The richest man in the world says he wants to make Twitter better than ever. And Elon Musk is revealing how, after the social media giant accepted his takeover offer, the Tesla and SpaceX CEO tweeted he'll add new features, such as an edit button. He also plans to loosen up rules in the name of free speech, open Twitter's algorithm to the public, and defeat spam bots. Shareholders will still have to weigh in before the deal closes later this year. A federal judge in Louisiana is temporarily blocking the Biden administration from ending Title 42. Matt Mattinson reports. The public health policy is being used to expedite deportations at the U.S.-Mexico border. President Biden had promised it will end the last week in May. A dozen Republican lawmakers visited the border in Texas earlier Monday, calling on Democrats to help keep the policy in place. I'm Matt Mattinson. And a new COVID vaccine is now in the late stages of testing. Researchers at the University of Washington used tiny protein particles to make it and say it has more protective antibodies than the AstraZeneca vaccine. It's also expected to work at low doses. While the vaccine awaits FDA approval, South Korea could sign off within a month. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Ready for a night of country music? Loyal Wisconsin is Farm Tech Fest. Hosted by Ray Lakers and Rustic Occasions just south of Loyal on Wednesday night, July 13th. Farm Tech Fest featuring Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and headlining Joe Nichols. On-site camping's available. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. That's farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Green, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ. Builders Rural Mutual Insurance. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's five after five and time to get started with our markets. Our livestock markets, choice fed beef steers are 137 to 144 with mixed at 121 to 136. Choice fed beef heifers are 133 to 145 with mixed coming in at 110 to 133. Choice fed Holstein steers are 120 to 134 with selects at 80 to 119. Cows are 65 to 82 with a top of 90 and a half. Bulls are 95 to 114 with butcher hogs coming in at 71 to 91 and a half. Sows are 62 to 89 with boars at 25 to 36 and a half. New crop market lambs are 180 to 265 with old crop market lambs 150 to 190. Feeder lambs are up to $6. We're going to go on over to our futures for the live cattle. For April, we're at 139.10, down 335. 
For June, we're at 135 42.5, down $3. August, we're at 137 32.5, down $3.05. October, we're at 144 7 down $2. For the feeder cattle, for April, we're at 156.55, down $140. May, 161.30, down 2.5. August, 174.50 down 240. September 177.60 down $1.97. October we're at 179.85 down 165. Those are all trending downward. And our lean hog carcasses for May we're at 107.80 down 4. June 114 down 475. July 115.87.5, down $4.15. August 114.70, down $3.37.5. Let's take a run on over to our Chicago Board of Trade. Our corn prices are trending upward through the end of the year. And our futures for July is sitting at $8.04, up $0.06. Oats, they are trending down through the end of the year. In right now for July, they are sitting at seven dollars and nine cents, down four and a half cents. Soybeans are trending up with, and they're sitting at sixteen dollars and eighty four cents, up nine cents. Soybean meal is up, and that is at four hundred forty seven dollars a ton, up two dollars a ton. With meat, wheat also heading upwards of seventeen cents and sitting at eleven dollars and seventy cents. Rolling on over to our milk. Products barrels are two thirty seven. No change from yesterday. Block forty pound blocks are two thirty nine and a quarter. No change from yesterday. With our gray double aid butter sitting at two sixty five and three quarters, down a dollar, down a cent. And our class three futures, April milk prices. There are no twenty five dollar prices on the board right now. For April, we're at twenty four thirty two with no change from yesterday. May, we're at twenty four sixty eight. Up thirteen cents, June twenty four eighty two up four cents with the July down three cents to twenty four forty five August twenty four oh eight down fifteen cents, and they are trending downward into next year and that's a little look at our markets sponsored by rural mutual insurance farm markets are brought to you by rural mutual insurance rural mutual insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Hi, I'm Bob Bosol. Plan to join me on a tour featuring the Oberammergau Passion Play and agricultural visits in Bavaria and Austria, August 1st through the 9th. Timeless Bavaria will be in the Austrian Alps. The Oberammergau Passion Play will also explore agriculture in the region. Cattle farms, the 500-year-old salt mines of Salzburg, and a glimpse of the cheese-making industry. Visit HolidayVacations.com, keyword wax, to learn more about this tour and watch a travel show or call 888-557-102. Two zero for a free brochure. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
I know Bob is really excited to head on over to Europe this summer. They're going in August, and they've got, if you looked at the brochure, there's a lot of things listed, but he always goes through a whole bunch of other things that he is planning on seeing, and he sure does take good care of you. And it is quarter after five. With our temperatures around the area hovering right around that freezing mark with Milwaukee at 40. And our high today is only going to be 43. But we should be getting some partial sun. And I am looking forward to getting some sunshine on my calves and on my cows and just getting out in that sun. And I'm going to take a look at some farm news. So, corn planting progress is well behind the five-year average of 15% completed. In the upper Midwest, the corn planters are still in the shed. Texas has the biggest percent planted with 69, up 5% from last week, with South Carolina making a gain of 21% to 60% completed. Middle Middle Midwestern states are finally able to get those planters out to make some progress in the fields. Kansas is at 21% done. Nebraska and Missouri are both at 10% done. Overall, corn acres plant is is still sitting at only 7% completed. Packing plants are increasing line harvesting speed in an effort to provide more pork products. According to Wisconsin Ag Connection, USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service has approved the Clemens Food Group Pork packing plant in Coldwater, Michigan to run at faster line speeds for a one-year trial program. The Michigan plant is the fourth plant that the agency has approved to operate at faster harvesting speeds. The goal of the approval is to increase packing capacity and ease supply chain issues with the demand for pork products increasing. The line speeds program was started last November in an effort to increase packing plant outputs. The Climate Prediction Center's seasonal outlook is offering little wisdom into the weather for the season ahead. The weather is swinging back and forth between excessive rain to drought-like conditions and with the temperatures struggling to climb even close to seasonal numbers, predictions for what the next season's weather will be is really up in the air. Only time will tell what Mother Nature will throw at us next. You On a, on a uh, more uplifting note, U.S. soybean exports, exports are still strong. South America is harvesting smaller soybean crop, which many countries were planning on purchasing. So those buyers have had to turn to the U.S. to supply their soybean needs. Countries who typically buy soybeans from Brazil have been forced to make purchases from the U.S., who still has a supply available. Traders will be watching planting delays to determine their next step. And that's a little look at our farm news. We're going to go through a few more chores, and then we're going to head on over and hear what Pam Yonke had to learn from Kim Bremer from Polk County about some ordinances that are hindering ag. We all know many organizations around the country that uh, aren't akin to agricultural production. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and many of those we associate with national initiatives. 
But, Pam, there are some of those pretty close to home in northwestern Wisconsin, at least. Yeah, it's spooky, Bob, if you're a farm kid and you assume that your community supports you and your agriculture enterprise. That may not be the case. Fabulous farm bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And I'll tell you what, some farms are learning that the hard way. Take, for example, what's been going on in far northwest Wisconsin, Polk, Burnett counties, uh, Ashland and Bayfield before that, where uh, small groups of people are getting together and crafting ordinances that are essentially anti-agriculture. And it doesn't matter scale or shape or size or type. They just don't want agriculture in their community, in their county. I talked about it with Kim Bremer. Now, she's part of Venture Cooperative that does their red-letter best to try to monitor these uh, situations on a county-by-county basis, show up when they can so that agriculture does have a voice. But, boy, one of the first things that Kim Bremer will tell you is farmers need to stay engaged in the process. Make no assumptions anymore these days that your neighbors are your friends, that your community welcomes you in agriculture, because she says times they have changed. Uh, this has been going on for a couple of years, and it started out as a discussion uh, with some people who were opposed to a hog farm. And actually, we could probably back up and say this, this would have started years ago in, in Ashland and Bayfield when they passed an ordinance in the town of Eureka. Uh, but then moving along to uh, this discussion that started, there's a six-town partnership that was formed uh, late last fall. It was towns of Trade Lake in Burnett County and then in Polk County, Lake Town, Sterling, Eureka, Luck, and Bone Lake. And each town committed to putting anywhere from somewhere around $3,000 towards this committee to pay for an attorney that was hired. Uh, The committee had one representative on it that was appointed by each town board. Uh, So you're certainly spot on when you say pay attention to what's going on at your local unit of government, your town board, your county board. Because there's a lot of discussions going on about agriculture that I think most farmers would be surprised about if they have not recently attended a meeting. Uh, Because I get to a lot of town and county board meetings all over the state. Uh, These kinds of discussions are not just happening in Polk and Burnett County. Uh, Don't think that you're safe anywhere. Now, there was not a single farmer that sat on the board. Uh, We attended a lot of meetings, uh, watched a lot of presentations, soil maps, well data, uh, alleged generation of pollution by farmers, and really, again, no input. Um, but these, an, an operational ordinance came out of all of this work. Um, it was, they, re- they did receive some help from the Wild Rivers Conservancy and, and their attorney as well. So there have been three operational ordinances that have been passed. Uh, not all six townships passed one, uh, but three have, uh, in the last couple of months. And, that's where we sit today. Well, and the thing that some people need to understand, there's something called a right to farm legislation in Wisconsin, a law that was passed a long time ago designed to protect those farms that are currently in existence. But to answer some people's question, the right to farm does not protect you from these kinds of newly created ordinances. Uh, that's correct, Pam. They do not. Uh, there are right to farm laws put in place to protect farms that are already here from people who would move in next door and now suddenly don't like uh, something about your farm or, or how it smells and nuisance-type things. But this uh, large livestock operational ordinance, it has uh, 11 plans in it that farms, even expanding farms, uh, would have to comply with. 
Uh, and every township is a little bit different, but I can tell you there's things in there like dictating hours of operation. You know, when we talk about an operational ordinance, it's looking at operational type items on your farm. So hours of operation, limiting you from 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. No weekends, no after hours, uh, which seems absurd when you're in agriculture, but that doesn't matter at the end of the day because there's still a lot of authority that is given to local units of government. And this is why it's so important that we stay involved. Uh, other things involved in this ordinance would be uh, like biosecurity, ex- extra biosecurity measures, uh, making sure that all tires in and out of your driveway get, get disinfected and sanitized. Um, having additional water plants, uh, an odor plan, uh, so that there can be no detectable odor that comes off of your operation, and then monitoring air quality around your farm, even air that comes out of exhaust fans. So this really is a, a very um, overreaching, we would call it overreaching uh, type ordinance as far as how um, they want to regulate things on your farm. Now, once farms are made aware of this uh, in Polk County, in Burnett County, wherever it may be, do they have any reaction? Are they trying to get ahead of this? Because, as you point out, Kim, when you read the details, it seems almost insurmountable that any farm could operate under these ordinances. Exactly. It's impossible. Uh, It simply can't be done. It's not how farms work. Uh, well, a couple of things, good things have come out of this. Um, as frustrating as this process has been and listening to uh, activists show up and how they talk about agriculture, it's tough to sit through those meetings, and boy, do I know. And it's tough for farmers once they get engaged, too. But a couple of really good things have come out of this. Uh, one, the local farmers in that area have now become really engaged, uh, understanding that, hey, this thing has more legs than we thought it ever would. Now we have to get involved. Uh, I know that a number of farms got together and local businesses. They ended up putting up some billboards up in Polk County, some very pro-ag billboards. Uh, and then just just watching them get more involved in the process. And, and I think sometimes farmers are, they are almost, it's almost like they're intimidated or they don't really want to speak up. Uh, sometimes they think that when they go to these meetings, the attorneys and other people that show up might know more than they do. It really is not the case. Uh, their voice is invaluable at the local level. Uh, so really the farmers in Polk and Burnett County have gotten much more engaged than ever before. Uh, and they need, and they understand how they need to remain diligent because in fact, Pam, I just had a call last Friday that there is another township up there considering, uh, joining this movement and looking at an operational ordinance that's very similar. So uh, now those people are engaging with farmers in that township, and they're actually going to a meeting this week. And normally we don't hear about it this far ahead of time. Usually it's after the fact. So just just the fact that they're going to some of the initial meetings that they're going to express to their town board, hey, we don't want any part of this, that is so important because it's a lot of work when you come in on the backside of this once all these discussions start happening, once committees get formed, once ordinances get drafted. If you can get ahead of it, it saves so much work. Kim Bremers along with us. She represents Venture Cooperative, but other groups that are also speaking up and staying engaged, Wisconsin Dairy Alliance and Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce. Now, tell me a little bit, Kim, we've got a livestock sighting board that's also 
at play in Wisconsin. That is supposed to keep some of these dialogues between counties, the state, and agriculture going. Has this also uh, failed as a tool? Well, Pam, I wouldn't say that it's failed as a tool. I think people are not aware of it. Uh, That's some of our initial conversations when we get brought in is, hey, if you don't like where a farm gets cited and you're concerned about it, there is this process in place. We do have a livestock citing law, and we do have this livestock citing review board where you can take your grievances to. Since livestock citing passed, uh, there's been a handful of cases in front of it over the years. Most local boards aren't even aware that there's this whole process. Uh, that's one of the main things we've learned, too. Most people are not aware of the permitting that has to go into building a farm. And keep in mind, we haven't had a green site, a brand-new green site CAFO in Wisconsin in many, many years. I believe the last one was 2016. Uh, so there's this notion that there's all these large farms and outside interests trying to come into Wisconsin. It simply isn't true. It just feeds the rhetoric. Kim Bremer along with us again. Like we said, this is uh, happening right now in Polk and Burnett County. But believe you me, folks, it can be happening in your county right now. And if you're not engaged in the conversation or paying attention, it could blindside you. Now, Kim, with that thought in mind, how can people stay up to date on this dialogue? Where do you point them to via social media, websites, what have you, if they want to make sure that they're staying engaged? Well, certainly... uh I mean, to follow along what's happening, I think our our media has done a great job of picking up on it. Uh, We hope to keep the stories uh, relevant and and in the news so farmers can follow along. But the most important thing is to make sure that you or someone from your farm is attending your local meeting, or better yet, run for the board. Obviously, we just wrapped up those elections, but um, certainly you have to know and follow the agendas of what's going on at your local meetings. Go to your town board meeting. Go to your county board meeting. Watch the agendas. And you can't even always just watch online because oftentimes a lot of things get brought up that aren't even on the agendas, and you would never know if you weren't there. Uh, so whether it's you or someone from your farm, you have to go. This has to be part of doing business because there's just there's too much at stake And there's so many decisions getting made at the local level. And most farmers, uh, I get a lot of calls throughout the week where people will say, hey, I went to my meeting, you wouldn't believe what they're talking about, Uh, whether it's a large livestock ordinance or it's bringing implements of husbandry back. Now we're talking about roads. Now we're talking about more regulations on certain implements. Uh, There's uh, Now we're talking about water sampling that private groups want to do. You know, these environmental activists do a great job of, uh, of helping local people and kind of building this local grassroots movement of environmental anti-egg activism. And oftentimes we don't see it until it's grown into something much bigger. Uh, but that could all be avoided if people were more engaged at the local level. And I know it takes time, but I guarantee you that it is worth your time. It's more important than ever. Make no assumptions, that is for sure. What's happening in Polk and Burnett County right now could be happening right now in your county, too. Stay engaged. Kim Bremer along with us from Venture Cooperative again. Like we said, keep following us on our website, MidwestFarmReport.com, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, and we'll do our best to keep you posted as those conversations come along. And by all means, if you already know of these kinds of conversations happening within your community, let us know. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Thank you, Pam and Kim. And Good, great, great advice. Keep yourself informed. Get yourself uh, 
you know, get out there and make those votings, make those contacts, and stay informed of what's going on because stuff starts way down at the grassroots, and we really need to stay ahead of the, get ahead of the ball game and try to promote our agriculture because you know what? I wrote a story yesterday about sustainability, and I think that farmers are some of the most uh, environmentally conscientious people that I know because we want to do the right thing and we want to do it so we can keep farming and so we can keep things going. It's just we need to stay ahead, kind of stay ahead of the ball and keep track of what's going on. We're going to be going to do some more chores and then we're going to be heading over to get some weather. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to head over to TV 13 and check in with Mike Dandria. Mike, are you there? Yes, Jill. How are we doing? We are doing fabulous over here. A little cool this morning. I feel like that's been the going rate as of late. We've uh, we've gotten all too used to it, haven't we? We have. I sure would like to see more of that sun come out and... I'd like to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, well, I would I would love to see a little bit more sun, too. But uh, for today, we'll have some mixes of clouds and sun throughout the day. So we at least will still see a little bit of it and remain dry. Uh, otherwise, we'll have those intervals of clouds and sun. And our temperatures warm up to the low to mid-40s later today. And tonight, it'll give way to mainly clear conditions. So we say may see a little bit more of that sunshine later on this afternoon. But once we clear out tonight, our temperatures are going to dip to the mid-20s, which, well, that approaches uh, some of our record low temperatures. Tomorrow's starting off with a little bit of sunshine, but then we'll start to see some clouds roll in throughout the afternoon. And that'll indicate a little change in our pattern. So our temperatures are going to warm up to the upper 40s, still about uh, 10 to 15 degrees shy of our seasonal averages. But then we'll see clouds continue to increase throughout the night on Wednesday. We'll have mainly cloudy conditions as our temperatures dip to the low to mid-30s. Thursday is when we do have a chance of some showers later on in the afternoon, but otherwise mainly cloudy, still hanging out in those upper 40s, and then more chances again of some rain by Thursday night. And our lows are getting into the upper 30s, so that runs right along where we should be uh, for our seasonal lows. Friday looks like our best chance at hitting our seasonal highs, as we'll mostly stay dry. We may have a few chances at some showers, but otherwise uh, mostly cloudy and our highs getting into the upper 50s. And by Saturday, chances for rain return yet again, and it will be breezy uh, this weekend too. Highs getting into the upper 50s yet again for Saturday and down into the mid, low to mid 50s by Sunday. And into Monday, looks like we may dry out a little bit, maybe just a chance of a few lingering showers, but still again hanging out in those mid 50s. Still about 10 degrees shy of our seasonal averages to begin the month of May. Right now in Eau Claire, though, we're looking at mostly cloudy conditions and a temperature of 30 degrees. So I uh, hope I gave you a little bit of sunshine there, Jill. Just a little. Just a little. I will <laughs> yeah. have to comment that with our weather going up and down, it's still making those calves come out. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, I Change, guess. Changing the pressure system really... Uh affects those things well we've been seeing a lot of those uh a lot of those systems move through a lot of them have been slow movers but uh then we had that one last week that gave us just a quick burst of rain and uh well then this weekend's looking like another slow mover well we can do what we can right we yes just gotta, we can <laughs> we just gotta keep hanging on and hoping hoping for better right you bet all right jill you have a good one you too thank you <laughs> And that was Mike Dandria from TV13. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Markwart Motors. Markwart Motors has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. 
Check them out on the lot or at markwartmotors.com. We need to do a few more chores, and then we're going to be heading over to Morgan to hear some news. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to hear from Morgan and the news. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. What started as news of a search yesterday morning ended shortly after 9 with an update that nobody wanted to hear as the body of 10-year-old Lily Peters was found in Chippewa County. And now the search for suspects in that case continues. Police confirmed that death and Chippewa Falls Police Chief Matthew Kelm says they are considering a homicide investigation. We encourage anyone with information to please contact the Chippewa Falls Police Department and to maintain a state of vigilance as there may be a danger to the public. Officials with the Chippewa Falls Area Unified School District are urging parents to pick up and drop kids off while the investigation continues. We'll continue to follow that as it unfolds this morning and keep you posted on the latest. Looking into other headlines, police in Eau Claire say a man has been charged with selling drugs from his clothing store and making threats with a gun inside his business. The store owner, 42-year-old Dwayne Perkins of Eau Claire, charged in Eau Claire County Court with seven charges of felony, drug possession, and sales. He's also facing charges of running a drug trafficking operation and others as well. A peek into public health shows COVID cases rising across the state and we'll talk a little bit more about the Department of Health Services this morning and what they're saying for a new rolling average and the jump from last week. In other headlines, nearly two dozen people being named to a new panel to address the needs of Wisconsin's military veterans. Those named to the state's Blue Ribbon Commission on Veteran Opportunity yesterday will be expected to develop a long-term comprehensive plan to help Wisconsin vets get the help they need for a wide range of challenges. We'll talk more about the aim of that commission this morning as well. And again this morning we'll be continuing to follow the latest out of Chippewa as the investigation continues after the body of 10-year-old Lily Peters was found yesterday morning. It is being treated as a homicide investigation and we'll bring you the latest as those details become available right here on Wax 104.5. Definitely a sad day in the Chippewa Valley and I hope they can I hope everybody hugs their kids a little bit tighter and takes a little more care with what's going on. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's take a look at a few of the events coming up and around. If you're in Chippewa County and you're considering holding the Farm Technology Days for 2024, your application is online. And that deadline for that application is this Friday, the 29th. Over in Stevens Point this morning, Wisconsin Women in Conservation is going to have their spring event, and they're having a meeting from 9 till noon, and they're going to be talking about soil conservation. And if you're still looking for tree seedlings, there are still some available. Uh, they were kind of, they're available through the DNR. They're kind of a way to celebrate Arbor Day. But if you contact them, there may still be some available. Go to the DNR website. We're going to have a few more chores to do, but we're going to head on over to Scott Herman from Sparta Equity to hear how his market went. Slaughter cow market was steady today with 20% of the cows 80 to 90 with a top of 95. 60% of the cows sold 65 to 79. And 20% of the cows sold 64 and down. The organic cows were steady with most cows a dollar to a dollar eighteen fifty. Thinner small cows 80 to 97. 
The organic steers and heifers, 115 to 124.50. Slaughter bulls were steady with the high yielding bulls, 80 to 103, and the canner and utility bulls, 89 and down. Fed cattle were steady with no test on the beef today. Choice overnight beef steers and heifers, 138 to 148. Select a choice beef steers and heifers, 125 to 135 with no test. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 120 to 133 with no test. Your choice overnight Holstein steers, 123 to 130. Your choice Holstein steers, 110 to 122. And a standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, 109 and down. Replacement calves are steady with the top Holstein bull calves, a dollar to a dollar ninety-two fifty. Your Holstein heifer calves, ten to a dollar, and the beef calves, one seventy to three twenty. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report for Monday, April twenty-fifth. Have a great day. Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report. And I have Jerry Fitzgerald from Stratford on the line. We're talking a little bit about the weather before we got started here. It's a little bit rough. Oh, Joe, good morning to you. Yeah, it, it's uh, temperatures like this we really don't want to be talking about at the end of April. But, uh, see, let me check here. 29 degrees I have right now. So uh, are we going to 40 today? Or I you know, haven't paid attention to to the weather before. It's just one of those slow, cold springs, isn't it? It is. It's supposed to be a high of 43 today, but we're supposed to get some sun. You know, even with these cooler weather temperatures, I sure do appreciate the sun. Yeah, well, no kidding, but, uh, you know, if you were last year this time, um, I was more mo already last year this time. I don't think I have to worry about that today. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be no mo till June. There you go. Yeah, we'll get on with the uh, report here from Stratford, if that's all right with you. Let's roll with it. You bet, Jill. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. Uh, yesterday, Monday here at Equity Stratford. Uh, markets continue to be uh, good overall on the cow market yesterday. to be a very strong market, high-yielding Holstein cows in yesterday's auction, going from 82 to 92, topping in 92.5. Most of the cows... Uh, from 61 to 81, that's the bulk of your cows. And uh, these thinner cows, lighter carcass cows, 61 and down. The bull trade, better quality bulls are selling mostly from 95 to 105. Lighter bulls below 90. On the calf market, a very strong calf market yesterday. The Holstein bull calves weighing 9,230 pounds, selling from 100 to 225. Bull calves yesterday from 225 up to a top of 240. Uh, pretty limited demand yet on these upper calves, 55 and down. Calves, good demand, 175 to 425, 450 on those black bull calves on yesterday's sale. All right, Tuesday in Stratford, and we start this morning at 10 o'clock, hay and straw auction. We do have hay and straw available for the sale today. Again, that will be at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock, market auction today. We will start uh, with organic market cows, and, of course, we sell organic cows every Tuesday by the conventional cows. Auction tomorrow does start at 10 o'clock, full marketing day on Wednesday, of course. Um, cattle, of course, we do feature fed cattle and also market bulls on Wednesday. Hog and goats, our feeder sale tomorrow, will start at 12 noon. So, uh, Jill, that's all uh, what we have for you this morning. Uh, you folks uh, try to stay warm, and we'll get through this spring weather here, but nothing, nothing really nasty as far as bad weather, I guess. Huh? We just have to get through this it kind of looks like this 
things, these fronts come here and they just sit here, you know. That's what I was just talking to Mike Dandria about. I said this fluctuation between the pressure systems has been making making the calves come. Yeah, well, People don't really believe that, but I think I've been at this long enough to tell you that low-pressure system usually means calves. Well, that's a kind of a good thing, especially if you be able to be there when they're born, So because uh, they're very, very valuable animals, uh, especially, well, at all times they're valuable, but the prices this year are really great. So you got to keep them alive, and you got to get them going. So it's... Uh, an easy job, but uh, we know you're up to the task because, like you said, you've been at this quite a few years already. Oh, one or two. <laughs> one or two, okay. <laughs> well, you have a great day. All right, Jill, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. You bet. Enjoy the day. Thank you. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We're going to do a little bit more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Michelle. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And as promised, I have Michelle Tureen on the line, ready to rock and roll. I heard she cleared her voice, so she's ready for us. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. A little bit of a struggle yet with the voice thing, but that's okay. It's coming along good. Well, all we can do is do a little bit better, right? Right, exactly. And as soon as spring really comes into play here, that might be might be part of the ticket. So, well, I'm hoping. I'm kind of tired of the cold in the morning. I even went back to my house and got my gloves before I came up this morning. Oh, uh, last night when I left work, it had rained out a little bit, and it was actually frozen on my car. And I'm like, really? This is just not. <laughs> Not at all when I want to see, so that's okay. Yeah, and I started leaving my pickup outside because Charlie the skunk sprayed my dog. My dog is uh, taking up residence in the garage because she oh, is no. not coming in the house. And oh, I, that's such a yeah. Darn. Well, she got she got a must have got a side spray here last week and. I did. I washed her up with my hydrogen peroxide, so she was back in the house for a while. But you know what? You kind of make your own bed when you do stuff like that. Yeah. Do they say tomato? Does that work, tomato juice? No. I use hydrogen peroxide, baking soda, and a little bit of dish soap. Gotcha. Okay. And, and well. you don't you don't get them wet ahead of time. You just put that on and you let it sit for a little bit, and then you wash it off and. Then she just smells like a stinky dog instead of like a skunk, but at least it's better yeah. than the skunk. Yeah, darn. Never good when they try to be friends with each other and one does not want to be a friend. So No, and she does this every year. I don't know. Oh, does she really? <laughs> she's she's going to be six, and I think that she's had more baths than I don't even know. I can't even. Yeah. It's hard to fathom some days, but... Well, hopefully seven years will end the lesson, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, enough about mm-hmm. Charlie the Skunk. What happened up there at the livestock market? All right. Thank you, Jill. Summing up the sale from Monday, April 25th, at Terrain Livestock Market in the Slaughter Market. We tapped at 90 and a half with a consignment B&D Farms of Greenwood. 82% of the cows sold from 66 and above. Market cows were 79 to 89, low-yielding cows. 
68 to 78, then in weak cows, 66 and lower. In the Holstein Steel Market, Choice and Prime, 116 to 125, select for 112 and down. For beef type steers and heifers, Choice, 120 to 135, select for 116 and lower. In the bull market, high-yielding beef types came in at 90 to 98, with the utilities at 86 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves up from 100 to $210 per head. We topped at 212 was the consignment by Bill Chokas of Thorpe. Lighter and lower quality calves, $45 per head and down. Holstein heifer calves were 10 to $55 per head. Beef beef cross calves, 100 to 350 per head. In the hog market, there was no test on the butchers. Sows were 75 to 90 and a half. Boars were 33 and a half and down. The next will be trial Wednesday, April 27th. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all of us at Trin Livestock, your family owned an operating market. Have a great day. And you sound, you're sounding better every day, and I'm looking forward to talking. Well, I guess I don't get to talk to you later this week. Cause yeah, you do Thursday. Thursday. Are you gone Thursday? No, but Bob will be back. Oh, there you go. So <laughs> when, when Bob is here, he's I always say I'm always here. People don't know it, but I'm behind the screen, and he's always in front. Yeah, you're you're busy. Uh-huh. There you go. You bet. Well, you have a great day. <laughs> Sounds good. Take care. And that was Michelle Tureen from Thorpe and the Tureen Livestock. We're gonna jot on over right to our country elevator prices. Golden Prumplin Arcadia is at seven fifty four for their corn. Baldwin's at seven thirty one and sixteen thirty five. Durand is at seven twenty six and Mondovi's at seven thirty one and sixteen thirty five. Elmo's at seven thirty one for corn and sixteen forty for soybeans. Fall Creek is at six seven twenty one and sixteen twenty five. With Osseo coming in at seven thirty six for corn and sixteen forty for soybeans. Elk Mound is at seven thirty nine and sixteen thirty. With Sparta at sixteen forty or <laughs> seven forty six for corn and sixteen twenty six for soybeans. Ellsworth at seven thirteen for corn and sixteen twelve for soybeans. With Doomers and Buck Country at seven forty eight and sixteen thirty. And Wheaton Grain, Chippewa Falls, and Connorsville locations are at. 737 and 1620. And our ethanol plants, Boyceville is at 749. Stanley's at 754. New Richmond's at 749. And our Chicago Board of Trade, corn trending upward for July is at 804. Oats are trending downward at 709. With soybeans at uh, trending upward at 1684. And wheat is trending upward at 1170. And our Milk markets. Barrels are at seven two thirty seven with blocks at two thirty nine and a quarter. Gray double A butter is at two sixty five and three quarters, down a penny. Class three futures, April's at twenty four thirty two with no change. May's at twenty four sixty eight, up thirteen cents. June is at twenty four eighty two. Twenty four eighty two, excuse me, up four cents. And those are the only markets that are trending upward right now, but they're trending downward until next year and into next year. Hopefully they'll go back up with no $25 milk on the board. Right now, Eau Claire is sitting at 30, but we're looking for a high today of 43 and some partial sun. That's what I have for you for the farm show today. Remember, give those kids a hug and take care.
Hi, I'm Bob Bosel, inviting you to travel with me to Europe August 1st through the 9th. We'll go to the Oberammergau Passion Play, visit agricultural highlights in Bavaria and Austria. We'll experience the timeless area of Bavaria, the Austrian Alps, and the once-in-a-decade Oberammergau Passion Play. Back in the 17th century, the people of Oberammergau, a woodcarver's village, made a holy covenant to portray the life and death of Jesus every 10 years if a plague would spare their community. Now a world wide phenomenon you can watch the incredible story unfold in addition to this magnificent all-day experience we'll also explore the agriculture of the region we'll visit cattle farms tour of 500